seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you right, see okay. a Here we go. Uh, right. One, two, so, three, four, I mean, five. Hello, welcome to the Vitamin Celtic podcast, the daily set. One, two, three, four, five. Hello, and shut the fuck up. One, two, three, four, five. Hello, and welcome to the Vitamin Celtic podcast, the daily Vitamin Celtic podcast. My name is Lawrence Stonigan, and I'm joined uh, today, as I'm joined every day, by my co-host. Not today because we can't find Paul. Uh, Remy McSwain, how you doing, Rem? I'm uh, pretty good, Lawrence. to be honest, same as yesterday, really. So I uh, hope you're all right as well. Uh, oh, well, we went into lockdown last night. Uh, so uh, all the sh- the shops are open for groceries. And and that's about it. Uh, the pe- petrol station, although I don't think we need any petrol. Uh, but that's really it. So it's complete and utter... What's the scene back there? Are, are shops open? Can you walk down Byers well, Road? Or I, I was in Morrison's today for a... Well, lots of the pubs have shut down. The arts, the arts are virtually closing down, which... Uh, I think our uh, super special guest might have more info on. But I was in Morrison's today and it was unbelievable. The, the no fresh veg, meat, uh, no butter for some weird reason, toilet roll, pasta, all the tins, soup, all gone. Mental. Mental. Anyway, uh, for more on this uh, grocery bombshell, uh, our guest today, Stuart Blaythwaite. Stuart. Hi, Lawrence. How you doing? Not bad. Uh, what, what's happening on your end? How's how? What's the scene like in your place? Are you out? Are you locked down? Or what's going on? Hey, I'm trying not to go out too much. I've got the dog, so taking him for a walk. But yeah, not 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 being very sociable. Trying to trying to stay in as much as possible. Uh, well, that's not like you at all. But the uh, here, I, ex- <laughs> the uh, are you are you making music? Or what are you doing? Are you, how are you using your time? Your yeah yeah just. Potting away, did a couple of tunes yesterday, reading quite a few books, just, I just doing okay. The, uh, I saw on your Twitter feed you were supposed to play it was in Mexico, was it on, uh, in case I'm sure everybody knows, Stuart's uh, band Mogwai were supposed to be in Mexico, I don't know if everybody knew they were in Mexico, was it Sunday or is it this coming Sunday, or it's not obviously not on anymore? No, it, it, it was meant to be that last Sunday, and we, did, we decided not to go, I think it was getting a bit... The, the the chat was to, to not travel and not go out, so we thought, yeah, going, whatever, 15,000 miles to play for an hour seemed a bit mental, so yeah, we, we decided not to do it. I, what, kind of, what kind of notice was that at then? And what was the reaction from the Mexican end? Were they, obviously, they gutted, but... Well, to be honest, I, th- I think people in Mexico had the same kind of reaction to that... <clears throat> Not not about us playing, but about the festival going ahead. That it was really irresponsible. The same with a like people here seemed pretty appalled about Stereophonics and Louis Capaldi doing those big massive gigs. It just not being really the the right thing to do just now. And so I, I think people thought we were being responsible. To be honest, the uh, did you see the scenes from the beaches in Florida as well? I mean, just I I can't, I can't get my head around that. Here, Stuart. I, what does this mean for for? Can you just kind of? I mean, I don't always give too much here. I mean, you can tell us as much as you want about your own situation, but just in, what does this mean for 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 the music industry? Um, well, about ourselves, we we're actually okay because we, we we weren't planning on doing a lot this year. <clears throat> um, we were busy the last couple of years, so we were going to record this year. The recording's kind of up in the air, very up in the air, because we're meant to be going to. America in May, which seems 
very unlikely. But um, I think for a lot of bands, a lot of a lot of bands, a lot of venues. In fact, almost all venues and people who work as you know sound people and roadies and all that stuff. It's it's catastrophic, really. It's it, it, it's just like being made instantly unemployed. So I, I'm really hoping that something's done to kind of try and look after self-employed people, not just in music, but in all all sorts of walks of life. It's it's absolutely terrible. The uh, a couple of um, I don't know if you saw this, Ram. The uh, a couple of I saw a couple of things. I saw one for professional golf caddies, you know, hiring out their services. You know, because they've got. I mean, they're all freelancers, you, like freelancers, like musicians, uh, Stuart. But they. So, if you want to go, mind you, I don't know how to work with social interaction. But anyway, g- golf caddies is one. But there's also the Football Writers Association down south. They've set up a helpline for because the, the football writing industry is just basically populated by freelancers. So they're. Yeah. Um, I mean, <coughs> there's nothing like that in music, then, is there? Um, I know there's a great ch- charity called Help Help Musicians, which have a, a sort of fund for people in trouble. But I kind of I, I, I worry about the sheer volume of people that will be in trouble trying to access the funds. So uh, you can probably expect to see a few kind of fundraisers and, and people people kind of going out of their way to see what they can do for folk in the in the in the next few months. It's uh, it, you know what uh, you know they won't, but they should. I mean, I, was, I noticed the other day, Stuart, somebody done a a table of of the worst streaming sites in terms of payments to musicians. Yeah. Um, by the way, for, just for, for, the, for the record, YouTube was the worst. And oh, it's unbelievable. It's a, you, YouTube is the is legalised theft. Uh, it, the, whole, the whole business model is just an absolute racket. And people bang on about Spotify, but if you actually look at what YouTube pay people and how much money YouTube makes, it's nothing short of a, a, a scandal. Um, and believe it or not, I think Napster was the best. Uh, the original, really? the, the original, <laughs> the original thieves are the uh, the most generous. Um, what they should do, the, these streaming services should be giving musicians better royalties uh, right now. Uh, that would help. Uh, but, but essentially, they've destroyed a lot of people's careers uh, by. I think I saw. I don't know if you ever saw this tweet. Uh, Stuart was uh, Peter Frampton uh, tweeted out. It was baby, uh, baby, I love your way. And it was some extraordinary, you know, 55 million streams. I, and I know there's publishing companies kind of are somewhere in the process taking their cut. But, you know, 50 million streams and he was making $1,400 or something. It was just absolutely scandalous. Um, yeah. So uh, p- people out there uh, listening to this, um, what can they do? And, and is there any, any suggestions for, I mean, apart from, you know, obviously trying to buy music. I mean, well, obviously yeah, buy music. Well, Go on. I, th- I think if there's a band you really like and you notice that their tour's cancelled, like you had a ticket to go and see them, even if you don't, even if you get your money back, that's not going to affect the band because that'll just go back to the venue of the promoter. If you see someone who's, you can visibly see they've lost so and so's weeks or months worth of touring, maybe just go to their website and buy something from them. I mean, that, I think that's probably the best thing to do. Buy a T-shirt, buy a buy an album. So it's just just support in 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 ways that will tangibly help out the people that whose whose gig or I mean not just gigs theater things all, all that kind of stuff just kind of go to, go to the source and help them in whatever way you can. I, I would say the same for books as well. If you see a book, yeah. uh, I saw um, uh, from Pete uh, at the um, 
uh, uh, I, I never I can never pronounce his name for any bro- broken Greek. See, a great book about Bafidis, uh, right? Okay. Um, he's got a new book out about his life in the music industry. It's got great reviews, so I, I'm going to get that. Uh, I'm also, although I've got about four, I'm going to buy Lloyd Cole's new CD. Although I don't even have a CD in the house to play it on, it's brilliant. Uh, uh, any recommendations, Rem, for stuff that's just come out that you uh, that people should go and buy? Well, I mean, I, I think my music taste. Oh, wow. Doesn't wouldn't wouldn't be uh, appealing to a lot, but the the best album I've heard of late, uh, two good albums I've heard of late. The new ones are Jonathan Wilson, uh, not the not your mate. Uh-huh. Um, he, he's brought out a new album which he's done in Nashville with a sort of shit hot country session guys, and it's uh, really good. It's kind of got a new young country uh, sort of country sort of vibe. You know, old ways comes a time if you like that sort of stuff, you'll like it. And uh, another sort of band, not so successful, a band called Lanterns in the Lake from the northeast England. They've they brought a really good album. Worth it, uh, it was one of the guys from that band that mixed that other band I play in, uh, Remy, the uh, Minor Victories. It was the, yeah, yeah, it was one of the Lanterns in the Lake guys. Yeah, they're a really good band. Hey, I saw talking to Jonathan Wilson. I take it as the football writer you were talking about. Yeah, having a a, a great Twitter oh, about yes. Derby University not paying him for something or something like that. And, yeah, uh, the the uh, he went up there to give a three hour lecture on football, uh, and for the price of a of a a train ticket, and they hadn't even paid him. Can I I can, Jonathan Wilson is the world. He basically invented mo- the way that people watch and write and talk about modern football. Jonathan Wilson essentially invented that with uh, with uh, inverting the pyramid. Uh, imagine having a goal to call somebody like him up and tell him, okay, yeah, come up, talk for three hours, spend four hours on a train going back and forth and we'll pay you the price of a train fare. I mean... And then bumping him for it. Oh, absolutely brutal. Uh, anyway. So that, I, I, I feel bad for him, but there, there is nothing better than a public Twitter oh, meltdown about, about about something really abstract to almost everyone. It's quite, it's great, and I'm and I'm sure I'm guilty of it in many occasions. But yeah, it's uh, it's, it's probably the best thing Twitter's for these days. Uh, the other, uh, well, actually, something else you should buy. I noticed the new episode, uh, new episode, the new edition of the Blizzard is out. Uh, John, uh, uh, football uh, quarterly founded by Jonathan Wilson and has a brilliant uh, way of paying. I still I wrote a piece for one of the early editions. I still get you know fifty p every now and then. You, you know all the right, but whatever a, a, an edition makes, uh, the money's put in a pot and divided between the writers. I mean it's a, just a brilliant model. I mean it's basically a, a public service for uh, for football writers uh, and it, it, they give a. They give a platform to tons and tons of writers who you know gives them their you know to to write for a really a great and well established uh, football uh, publication. Uh, the Blizzard new edition is out now. Although I believe the first forty five pages, Remy, are about Biesla, you know the boy at uh, at Leeds United. But Jonathan Wilson, no, I, I know I know Bielsa. It's at Leeds United. I've got breaking news, guys. Oh, hang on, breaking news, Bob Shell. UEFA say all associations have agreed and committed to completing all domestic competitions by 30th of June. There you go. <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah. You heard it here first. It's on, you, it's on Twitter. It must be true. Hang on. You, no, see, right, Stuart, 
you've 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 messed it up. What you should have done, you should have given it the old Harry Brady. Somebody that a better position than us to know has just texted me to say, and then you should have given your news. I mean, see, it's a bit more glamorous than uh, <laughs> seeing that I'd, I'd seen it on Radio Clyde's Twitter feed. <laughs> Here, that's uh, uh, well, yeah. the only tweet. The only tweet I've seen, uh, which uh, of late is it's real. Actually, it's pretty. It's not football related, but it kind of is. With yesterday's appointment, the Orange Order marching season is officially cancelled. Wow! How fat will they be by August? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the annual exercise yeah. down the bed. The uh, I'm looking here. Are you? Sure? I mean, is it the radio clip? Is that the only source I got for this news? This is real time podcasting. Uh, uh, I mean, it was it was literally just there. So I hope usually things kind of. I mean, they they won't have much to do there at the moment, so they're they might, probably right on top of it. That's uh, that's what it said. Let me see if it's on the BBC. The um, uh, here we'll crack on uh, some football news. Uh, Rem, the uh, UEFA announcement today, twenty twenty, as predicted, the twenty twenty uh, European Championships uh, postponed for a year. Uh, although I still saw people calling it cancelled, it's postponed, uh, and a working party set up, a, a, a working party set up uh, to discuss how the various leagues will, um, you know, how this will impact on all the uh, the various other competitions and leagues and everything. But there was a, I think uh, UEFA made a point of, uh, you know, stressing uh, that uh, they want domestic competitions finished uh, as soon as possible. Uh, you no word on the Champions League and Europa League finals. Uh, p- pretty much as predicted, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I think I think the interesting thing. I mean, I, I don't think it was any su- surprise that, that they were going to get moved back a year. Which you know, when we first thought about this, it, we thought it gave some a window to maybe finish the league off. But the the, the worrying thing out of it is, that even though it's been delayed a year, that they. They're saying that they expect the playoff games to be played in early June. So the Scotland Israel game, which is the first one for well for Scotland, they're thinking they'll get that paid, played in early June. Although it's subject to review, I just cannot see that happen. Well, what's that? It's April. Yeah, it's two and a half months, ten weeks. I mean, the lockdowns are maybe three or four weeks tops. Oh, who knows? I mean, we're just speculating. But uh, the, the, what I took from it, Stuart, did you find anything else or is it just that rate? I did actually, yep. STV have tweeted as well. There's this, a wee bit more. It says UEFA say associations, that associations have agreed to complete domestic leagues and cups by June 30th, but may adapt Champions League and Europa League qualifiers if the season runs over. Adapt is in uh, quotation marks for some bizarre reason, but... Um, because there, there was chat that one of the, the that they would kind of put the Scottish teams straight into the Europa League and the Champions League um, rather than have to play all the, the playoffs. I don't know if that was wishful thinking on someone's behalf, but um, yeah. So that's what they're saying. I mean, I do, I do, it's, it, 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 I do. I found the the sort of preemptive toys out the pram by Hearts. And by Rangers, quite unedifying, to be totally honest. Because I think with what's happening at the moment and what looks as if it's coming down the road, getting butthurt about 
your rivals winning a record number of titles or having to play in the in the second division or whatever seems incredibly childish and um, really not a good look at this time. I, I, think I mean, obviously, obviously, it would be better to play all of the games, but if that's impossible, it's impossible. The uh... Well, speaking of childish, so what it means as far as I'm concerned is that Harry's uh, breaking news exclusive yesterday about Celtic being champions by Friday has proved to be incorrect, uh, Reb. Once again, he's shown up. Oh, I think his sources must be absolutely hopeless. I don't know who he's uh, listening to at Pacific Key, given there's no Tim's there. So, uh, I genuinely don't know who he's telling him this stuff. I'm, just, I'm interested with Stuart's first source being... Super scoreboard. I thought his second one might be Radio Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I've got a telegram coming in from them any second. The uh, so the uh, so that basically we'll, we're, we're the, all the null and void. That that was never a runner. Uh, I don't think for anybody who was sane. Um, although actually. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ren, you sent me a brilliant uh, thing. I don't know if it, you, where you found it. Uh, follow, follow. I had yes, suggested. I have to. I, I have to credit my my mate Nick for sending me that. He, he, he's a he's a vain bastard, so he wants named. So it's. Uh, I'm not going to give his second name, but uh, I think Stuart might know. Him. Um, but Nick sent me it this morning, and I was absolutely howling at it. Here, uh, before I break, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Thompson, there, Paul. I am. All right. Okay. Uh, we, uh, yeah, you're in. Uh, Stuart's on. We are just discussing the... Are following... you doing, Paul? Aye, Stuart. Sorry, sorry, be late. I had to finish up some work stuff. Paul, 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 normally I would say, though, there's the late Paul Thompson, but all this shit going on, that's probably <laughs> not the right one. Maybe <laughs> 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 Here, uh, just quickly, Paul, we're just going through the follow-follow. Uh, six... Uh, six uh, um, what's, uh, what's the word? Six solutions for ending the season. Uh, so, number one, season null and void. Uh, start from scratch next season with last season's European places. Um, see, uh, number two, end the season uh, as is with Celtic champions and Hearts relegated. <laughs> then we get into the comedy. Uh, if anybody wants to... Uh, number three, Celtic and Rangers joint champions. No relegation. <laughs> <laughs> no really. Stuart, uh, actually, uh, Stuart, no, you go. Uh, joint champions. I mean, how does that work? <laughs> it's good. I mean, would. I've always thought it was sad you couldn't have an open top bus when you win the league. So maybe we could have one together. <laughs> the two buses just going through the town would be really great. But uh, Paul, uh, Paul, I actually had a real laugh at this because in normal, in normal circumstances, you would have the Rangers manager absolutely going tonto. That there's no way that that if they voided it, that Celtic would be champions. But obviously, since his main concern is as a Liverpool supporter, oh, aye. he 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 can't he can't have that that stance, which is obviously the natural one that they would want him to have, and he just can't do it. Which is just doubly hilarious. Uh, the uh, I'm just thinking though, uh, Paul, what kind of adult mind would even type that? I mean. I suspect this was the same guy that was on follow follow saying that he, he it was probably explainable Rangers formed up since January because they'd obviously all caught COVID nineteen in Dubai. <laughs> 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 
Rangers behind closed doors <laughs> behind behind closed doors playoff for the title <laughs> so, so if they won that they're only 10 points behind <laughs> oh that's great um, I think one I mean after, after Sue Robertson's statement yesterday where they, they clearly wouldn't play behind closed doors because they would leave the fans behind didn't they so uh, that's not happening that's, that one's not happening uh, number five, uh, for, oh, this is pretty reasonable. Finish the season by awarding each team their average points tally against their remaining opponents. Result, Celtic champions, Hamilton relegated. But the only problem with that, I don't think the Rangers fans will be able to do the maths. But um, <laughs> number six, right, stand, hold, hold on to your hats. Number six, finish the season from halfway after each team had played, had played each other's <laughs> twice. Result, champions, Rangers. <laughs> I just farted laughing by the uh, way. Uh, Rangers, <laughs> Rangers on goal difference uh, and Hamilton relegated. So there you go. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, that is just fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I think you've maybe cut them off. There was a seventh one. Oh, go on. The seventh one was a select panel of former pros, journalists and officials to decide result of final games. <laughs> Which journalists and officials do you reckon that they would select? Uh, I bet you Chris Sutton isn't in the panel. Uh, I'll be uh, cheered by Alex Ray. Cheered by Alex Ray. <laughs> um, here, uh, the other one uh, I, I was thinking about it earlier on. Uh, do it in alphabet, reverse al- alphabetical order with Rangers champions. Um, anyway, that's yeah, not going to happen. So we'd mix them up as well. Uh, there's not much uh, Celtic news. Oh, I got that one, Paul. I got oh, that I'm one. Oh, sorry, Paul. I missed it. I was, I was looking. I was looking at something here. Uh, not much Celtic news. Uh, El Hamed I, I, did an interview. I don't know where it was. If it was, if it was with the Scottish papers on a, a conference call. Uh, seems like a nice lad. Did you, did you see any of that, Stuart? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what anyway, did he say? He said that we should all <laughs> come together and live in peace, and you know, it was all. <laughs> That's the message we need in this, these hard times. <laughs> you're a cynical you're, bastard. You're, you're, you're making Lawrence look good here as if he's done some research. What's going on here? Uh, the uh, Anyway, uh, so there's that. Does anyone want to say anything about El Hamed? I mean, that's really it, basically. I did um, I did text. I did text some anybody I knew, but nobody was able to tell me anything. But what is interesting now, Rem, is that Celtic are very, very quiet right now. There seems to be a lot of Rangers news kicking around and very, very little Celtic news. It's almost as if Jim Trainer is having a, a going-away party and he's bored and he's got lots of pals in the papers who are desperate for stuff to, to fill their pages. Uh, a lot of Rangers news, not much Celtic news. Yeah, I mean, I think... Effectively, we are, we look as if we've shut down uh, since Lennon's press conference last week, which is probably the right way to be. Um, we've we've put out how we feel, um, and obviously, I think the interesting thing on in the BBC today. I was listening to I've been listening to the BBC Sport on the radio this afternoon, and uh, Al Lamont, who was doing their sort of UEFA 
updates uh, and was talking about the how the league in Scotland might be decided. He, he made a very interesting statement. He says, there are no options off the table. Right? And then he blathered on for about two minutes and then he said, and the other option, of course, is to uh, void the league, which no one is willing to discuss because it's not happening. So all options are on the table apart from null and void, which is definitely not going to happen. It's the Huns and Hearts' preferred option. Yeah, you know, I think Celtic would prefer the league to be played out, but if it doesn't, then it just has to be called. And, you know, OK, maybe they're going to be a, another view next week or so, but I just can't see the games being played in June. I mean, I, I, what I took from the 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 Rangers not playing behind closed doors was that they needed the money, that they needed the money from the from the gates. Uh, yeah, more than more than anything. I mean, obviously they'd like to deny. I don't think they do want it null and void. I, I think they want to try and squeeze the games in somewhere to to just get the, get the game money in. Um, yeah, that that was my take on it. But I mean, who knows? You just don't know. And while you were talking there, Rem, I actually did find some. Actually, Stuart, you you might be on you as well, Paul. The uh, Peter Law will put out a statement uh, thanking New Balance. I'd like to extend our sincere thanks and appreciation to New Balance for the fantastic support they have given to Celtic over the past five years. I had no idea they'd been there for five years. Have we been with New Balance five years? Five strips? Must be. It's been a wee while. Eh? It's been a wee while. I think uh, maybe everybody can have, have an opinion on this. I'll start with you, Stuart. Uh, New Balance strips, I mean, uh, uh, pretty awful. Pretty awful, haven't they? They've been crap. Crap quality, they, crap design. There's been a few stinkers, but I don't know. Can I get to the age where you're not going to wear right. them so you don't really care 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 that much? But uh, the, the, a few of the away ones recently have been oh. particularly honking. Um, have we... Have, I, I, have, have we even worn the, the grey and pink thing this year? Paul, have you noticed that at all? I, that's a good question. I can't even remember us wearing it. I'm, I'm, no, we've we? never worn it. We've never no. worn it, and seemingly it's the worst selling Celtic strip ever. Really? Harry Brady, Harry Brady told me, so it must be a fact. <laughs> Harry, Harry can you say that because it's no manufactured by Super Dry, you know what I mean? <laughs> I remember when you were over last summer and at the Celtic Superstore with the wee man, he was buying a top. He was buying the green and yellow uh, second strip and talking to the guy in the shop. He was like, I don't know if he was a manager, but he certainly seemed to be pretty senior. And he was just saying, because they just put, uh, um, there was a, a Taylor's dummy there with a the new strip on. He's like, look at the state of that. Thank <laughs> I mean, he was, I mean, it was brutal. Uh, I'm sure we have worn it somewhere. Uh, we haven't absolutely. We de- we haven't worn it at all. That is. We can uh, maybe wear it in the in the one off playoff to decide. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, good good line from our pal uh, Mark Cooper this morning uh, uh, about uh, Harry Brady can exclusively reveal the colours of uh, ne- next season's home top. Uh, that was quite good. Anyway, no, glad to see the back of uh, New Balance. Paul, you you have no opinions on strips. I I, I well remember that. Yeah, very very little. I mean, where I would be interested is to to see what they're going to do with the stadium in terms of the seat design and maybe yeah. get, get some some cool Adidas stuff on that. But as far as the strip goes, as I think Stuart kind of succinctly said, it probably be a few less swear words than I would have. Uh, you're a grown man. 
don't wear a strip. Uh, yeah, I think they should be banned over the age of 15. No no football strips on people. The uh, I, Believe it or not, Paul, I was thinking about that the other day. They will have to... I was wondering how much that will cost. They obviously won't take out all the seats, but where are the new balance? You know how they they have the you know they have to change out a bunch of seats. That'll be quite expensive. But uh, again, probably not not the not the most important point right now. A uh, couple of more things before we wrap up. Um, the uh, Stuart, have you seen this? The new Rangers PR man, this video that, that came out last night of the he's standing. Yep. I mean, I I was actually thinking about this before before we came on that. <clears throat> If we weren't in probably the biggest state of worldwide crisis in any of our lifetimes, that would be the front page of every newspaper in Scotland. I mean, think about the, the fuss about Donald Finlay. This is worse. That is like a, an, a, a, a sheer sectarian rant in a Rangers top, and the guy has now got the job of head of PR at Rangers. It's, it's actually, it's astonishing. And, I mean, Rangers have got all these um, anti, like, inclu- inclusive programmes and kind of Rangers is for everyone. What kind of message is it sending out? They've got this demented bigot running their PR. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite taken aback. And, that, and that's saying something, considering the guy that was doing it before. But I mean, I mean, what they they're, they're going to have to put like Michael Stewart in one of those Hannibal Lecter outfits if they if they get say <laughs> brought, brought up on sports side. It's uh, again, I'm sure everybody's seen it, but if you haven't, just troll around. I think the boy's name is David Graham, DUP councillor. Uh, by the way, speaking from a, a purely professional point of view, he doesn't appear to have any. I mean, he's a politician essentially, a kind of party hack, a DUP party hack uh, he doesn't have any PR experience I, 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 I don't I don't get it but did you see the video Paul it's just it's yeah. insane I, again I think there's probably we touch of what we talked about last night I don't think they care because the the PR's not for external uh, consumption what what their idea of PR is it's appealing to to the basis I think you you, you put it that way last night Lawrence and they don't really care outside Ibrox what, what people say to them. They've they've gone through that cycle of trying to be inclusive and trying to be expansive around getting a worldwide support. You know, they've already got five hundred million supporters apart uh, apparently charge green. So why why would they need more? But no, they, they're just doubling down. It's it's quite obvious, and they, they really obviously don't care a jot about what you know uh, public standards a, a supposed establishment club should meet. The um, here's a if there's any um, budding journalists out there, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it, but he's a frequent guest on the Heart and Hand podcast. A you know, if I had some time in my hand and was after a front page story, I would go through all the shows that David Graham has been on. I bet you he said some fantastically bad stuff on there. Uh, which I think could pass muster on a podcast, a fan podcast. It's it's fine, but you know if I'm running the Daily Record or whatever, uh, I might have a go at that. Uh, although you'd probably have to wear an asbestos suit to go through them all, listening to him. But um, that might be a, that might be a, a good wee story for somebody. Uh, here, the only other uh, news uh, that apparently uh, appears that uh, 
our our neighbours across the city have a new saviour, Craig Craig White Mark too. Um, Rem, you're you're big in the the business and accountancy world. What's what's your? T- <laughs> <laughs> Can't even get your tax returns in on time. The uh, what? Uh, what uh, what do you make of it? Do you do you understand anything about it? I don't. It's all gobbledygook to me. Well, I've got to be honest. Well, I would say he's he's legit. Unlike Craig White, I mean, any basic research on him actually shows that he does run a you know a business in Japan. Um, I can't see that he's got the money that they need. Uh, King's already said he's not selling his shares. Can I interrupt and, you? Can I interrupt you? That, I took that to mean, as a layperson, I took that to mean that King is like, oh, hang on a minute here. This is, you know, I'm not giving up Mike and my quarter or whatever. I, I, is that wrong? I, no, I, he's he's saying there's going to be a share issue before the end of the year, and he can buy into that. But you know why the, the inter stock markets have crashed all around the world, right? I mean, you, you just have to if you follow your pensions or whatever, you just look at the tanking they've taken over the last two weeks because of the coronavirus, yet they still think their shares are worth the same price as it as what happened before the, you know, the world went to hell in a handcart. I mean, Celtic shares have plummeted. You know, so why should we, any guy who's worth his salt is not giving them 20p a share? Nobody has. And, I, I, and 20 million for them doesn't touch the sides. If you take Stuart's point earlier on about them needing the games played, if they don't play the games, they've got five home games left. They probably owe their season ticket holders, I'm going to say, £30, 30 pound a game. Um, For five games, they've got 43,000 season tickets. That's a shed load of cash. <clears throat> what I don't get, Paul, again, it's the kind of world you, Stuart and I, are. we are, we are high-flying artists, you know, we don't really understand this stuff. <laughs> I can I can count up to the the six strings that go on my guitar. The, uh, <laughs> but what what's the uh, why would a guy like that throw good money after back? I mean, it's just a money pit, isn't it? it it's not even a, a it's not really an ongoing business, is it? it it's it's a kind of uh, it's a I don't know what I mean. It's a kind of something you throw your money on, away on if you've got a, a bit of cash and you support Rangers. I mean, I I, I don't get it. I mean, the guy. Go on. Sorry, I mean football. From a financial investment perspective, uh, you're only going to make money out of football at the absolute weight level, and even then, that's a a high risk endeavour. If you can, you know, uh, get a hold of a a team that's going to compete consistently at Champions League end, that's fine. If you're a a kind of reasonably sized. Gulf state with, with money that you would want to sports wash through, then yep, you'll go and buy a football club. But if you're worth 30, 40 million, 50 million, even are you really going to take you know half your half your worth and sink it, as you say, into a, a, an, an enterprise that has historically lost money in both entities for everybody who invested significantly in it? I think the only person that ever walked away from money with Rangers was the guy Marlborough that sold it to Murray. I don't think anybody's ever made a penny with Rangers since then. So, in, in whatever incarnation of Carl's Green made a few quid. Well, that is that, but uh, yeah, he was he was he was quite adept with old Charles. But no, it, you, you can that gets you then to the to the motivation. And if if you're actually going to invest money, what what? How can I put it? 
why you invest in the money and what kind of money is it you're investing. Uh, I'm not for a minute going to make any rash accusations, but you know, th- th- there's a there's a a rationale <laughs> behind putting money into football clubs that I just can't quite follow with this one. The um, and uh, I mean, he does seem very legit. I mean, he has a some good uh, well, a business pe- pedigree in the in in Japan and uh, Hong Kong, etc., etc. But uh, if I'm coming into this, I- I'm looking at who's in charge. Who's in charge of an organisation that would appoint a, a, a director of, of marketing and PR with, with this kind of background? I'm thinking, what, what am I getting myself into here? It's uh, it just seems absolutely mad. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, if you're asking, sorry, I think once at the, the saying that you know that how do you make a million in football? And the, and the answer is you start with ten. Yeah, is is pretty apt with, with um, overall. And if he is as smart as he's supposed to be, twenty million. Um. Anyway, that's probably that's probably any more news on the uh, Super Scoreboard Twitter feed, Stuart. Before we leave. Anyway, Have you got notifications for that one, Stuart. Right? <laughs> well, I just get the te- I just get personal texts, but then uh, it goes back on Twitter any second later. You know, I'm trying to see if there is anything happening. No, yeah, right. Uh, you're all uh, right, Stuart. No, right. Uh, I can't beat I can't beat my earlier bombshell. Sorry, guys. Uh, you, uh, you're you're getting a closed door meeting later on, Stuart. We need to talk to you about your uh, social media habits. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's probably the end of it, Stuart. Uh, again, just uh, quick. Um, Re- reiterate what you were saying about um, earlier on, and uh, what's facing the music industry, and in a way that we, you know, any kind of ways that we, we should support them. Are people involved? Yeah, in the music just, industry? just, just, just again. If there's any any bands you see smaller, or even any any bands you see cancelling their tours, if you can go and buy something straight from the band, that would be good. Any small small venues still going or independent cinemas, maybe buy a, a gift card or something like that that can be used later down the line. And I uh, just everyone try and look after each other a wee bit. The, uh, I, my, my, um, uh, my resolution is if I see a ambient music world cup, I'm definitely going to vote for you over Max Richter in the final. Uh, oh, the, uh, <laughs> Paul, uh, we asked, uh, the other guy, uh, we asked, uh, Rem and, uh, Stuart earlier, a- any music you want to recommend? It's just coming out that people might want to support. Maybe go and buy it, buy a t-shirt. Bands who've got records just coming out or even a book. I, I, th- I think it just, I'd be more general ones. I think at the moment it's just to try and try and, you know, people have got time in their hands, go and try and seek out some, some good music, some good art, whatever it is that's going to get you through the next few weeks. And that's certainly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, there's quite a lot of stuff I've bought in the last year that I've never really spent the time that I've wanted to on. So I'll be listening to that and I'll be going looking for some new stuff as well. So again, any recommendations that anybody's got, you know where we are. Send them in. Uh, okay, Stuart, uh, good to talk to you, pal. We'll maybe get you on and see when we're absolutely dying on our arse in three, three weeks' time. You might come on. You could maybe just read the uh, Super Scoreboard Twitter feed. I, I, uh, that's haikus. <laughs> good to talk to you, pal. Uh, Rem, good to talk to you. Uh, good right, to, I think, uh, I think in Super Scoreboard, uh, Gordon Dale would think haikus was McCowan's talking. <laughs> 
Or a child line. <laughs> Very good, Stuart. Uh, Paul, uh, sorry you, you missed the first, you only missed, it was a load of crap, it was just Stuart rambling on some rubbish. Uh, hey guys, thanks for working for home, unfortunately, I had to take a call, but I'm glad I made it on, so it was good to speak to you all. All the best, take care boys. Catch you right. tomorrow, cheers, bye. See you bye. later, bye bye.